0: Hola.
1: Hello! Bienvenidos, Bienvenidos a Entredos. Entredos, a podcast about raising bilingual children. I do like to read with my mama. This is Monica. And this is Paula. Welcome to dos a podcast about raising bilingual children.
0: Having a community of support is such an important part of raising bilingual children. Depending on the area you live in, Finding that community can be hard, but it is possible to create your
1: own. Today's guest, Joana Arteaga, is the founder of Mocoibaba, a community of Spanish speaking families in London. She also recently launched Cuéntamelo Books, an online bookstore that carries a curated selection of books from Latin America. Joanna talked to us about how she started Moqui Baba and gave us some tips and advice about how to start a language community in your area.
0: We recorded this episode before a global pandemic changed the way we live, for now. So we asked Joanna to give us an update on how the group is faring. We'll relay her comments at the end of the show. Before we dive into the conversation, we wanted to remind you to sign up for our newsletter. Each week, we're sending out a digest of recommendations, interesting articles and tips for raising bilingual kids, and more. To sign up, go to entredospodcast.com forward slash newsletter. Now, on to the episode. So, uh, Joanna. Thank you so much for, for being with us today um, and having this conversation with us. Um, and we wanted to first know a little bit about your family. And um, what is it like raising a, a Spanish speaker in, in London? So, hi. Hi. I'm really happy to be here. Um, so, my
2: family, it's a small family. It's, uh, my husband and I were both from Venezuela. I moved to London 10 years ago. He's been here eight years. And uh, we have a three-and-a-half-year-old, Miranda. And, um, yeah, we live in London. We both work in London. And it's, it's it, I mean, yeah, it's hard because uh, we don't have any family here. Well, my, bro- my brother lives um, in London, but, like, it's zone six. It's very far away. We see them every couple of months because they're also very busy. And there's no, you know, there's no other family, no grandparents, no cousins, um nearby so it's pretty much just the three of us
1: so tell us about mokuivaba and how how did that idea come about
2: so mokuivaba started very very slowly so when miranda was so wait wait before i start with mokuivaba there's this thing that um people do here like pregnant families do here which is called nct which is, so you enroll into these NCT, NCT courses and the, the, the good thing about it, the smart thing about it is that you get, you do the course with families that are, have a, around roughly the same due date as you and live around the same neighborhood. So the whole idea is that once you give birth, you kind of all go through the same thing together and you end up being friends for life. So that's the standard thing that most people do, but it is expensive. And the people we talk to about it, they're like, well, the main thing you get out of it is the friendships, because it is a course So you go and they teach you about like changing nappies or, you know, like feeding your kids and stuff. But it is the friendships. And we're like, we're from Latin America. We don't need to pay to make friends. You know, like that sounds like such a British thing to do. Like you need to go and pay to be forced into a room together until you become friends. I'm like, we don't need, we don't need to do that. We don't need to pay for that. So we didn't do an NCT. So once we had Miranda, um, it was pretty much me going to different like, play groups or um, in the playground, talking to strangers. Some people were like, why is this woman <laughs> talking to us? So it was, it was weird. It was strange because people don't hear, they don't really talk to each other strangers don't really talk to each other in playgrounds, or even if their kids are playing together, you don't see that the the parents start a conversation, they each kind of stick to their own corners in a way. So I did start to feel a bit lonely, and I did want Miranda to have friends that spoke Spanish, because my reasoning was, if she has friends that speak Spanish, then Spanish will be a fun language. And it's not just something we speak at home, but something that is something she can, a language she can play, she can play in and have different friends in. So then there's this, I started, I have had this idea about starting this very informal group. And um, there's these two apps that we have in the UK called, one is called Mush, and the other one is called Peanut. And it's pretty much um, dating for mothers, for new mothers. It is like Peanut, Peanut you actually have to swipe left and right. To match with mothers, it, and the, the, yeah, it's really, yeah. Check it out. It, it actually, it is kind of inspiring Tinder. So you go into this app, and then you you have like a, f- a photo, your name, and a bit of, about you, you and your kid, like how old your kid is and stuff. And it's based like Tinder. I think I don't know. It's based by your location, so they serve you people that live nearby, which makes sense because if you're a new mom, then You don't want to go, you don't want to go into, you know, in the, you don't want to travel very far to meet, to meet up with people. So I went into Mush and um, pretty much started like stalking people that had Latin American or Spanish sounding names and that had like in their bio, maybe like bilingual or where they were from. So I started contacting them, like being, um, I want to start this group. You want to join me? So then I started a chat message in that app with a few moms it was like very now that I think about it, it was very low tech and then the app updated and the, I lost the chat so everything all my work was lost and I was like okay there needs to be a better way to do this so then I started the um, Facebook group and I started so I, st- I still use the apps to contact people but then I just send them to the Facebook group like oh can you just, just join this group and then I started, uh, I was in maternity leave, so I started creating meetups, like, oh, let's meet up in this cafe for like an hour, and then only like, like I don't know, 10 people would RSVP and like two people would show up. So at first I'm like, why am I doing this? It's actually an effort for me to do this, to pick the place, organize it, blah, blah, blah only like for two people to show up. And there's only always oh, one person who would show up, which is Bea, who's still... Um, a member of Mokuyaba. She was. She was so loyal. She was always there. She really believed in it from the beginning. And um, and then I just I just kept going. Really, I'm like, ma- maybe this will work. Maybe it won't. But you know, at least I'm. I'm meeting people. I'm getting out of the house. I'm meeting people. And then slowly, um, slowly started growing. And more people started showing up. And friends started telling other friends. And it was really funny that people would meet up, like like pe- Spanish speak. Speaking people would meet up in a park, strike a conversation, and then find out they're both member of Moquevava. It, it's, just, it's just, and then that kind of joined them even even further. So it was it was really nice. And then, then when my maternity leave finished, um, we started doing the monthly meetups we were a bit more organized so we meet up every the first Saturday of every month so it has really
0: developed in the this past what three years it has really grown that that sounds like you've built um a community built on language right but then it, it branched out into so many more beautiful things
2: I mean obviously that wasn't that was never the, the intention in the beginning the intention in the beginning was for Miranda to know some kids that spoke Spanish for her to have some friends to speak Spanish with and now I think it's even made more of a difference to the parents than the kids because um some parents like there's there's um there's one parent in particular who just moved here from Spain and she doesn't know she didn't know English very well so she was very much isolated you know her husband worked um long very long hours she didn't know anyone and she you know, she literally said you know monkey baba kind of Saved me from insanity because she just does feel like she has a community, and and her experience in London is so much more different because she has all of us around, and because we do live close by, you know, it is it does it is like it is feel it does feel like family because we it's like what I said like oh I need to run um when I used to work on Fridays, when I used to work from from home on Fridays, like if I had a meeting or something, I could just leave Miranda. With one of them for like an hour and run to my meeting. So that kind of stuff that you have with your with with your parents and with or with you know aunts and stuff we have we have it with each other and
0: and and Joanna, how did you pick um, places to meet? and And I'm thinking more in terms of you know, yeah you, you know you could do it at a park or anywhere, but how do you make sure that the space is helpful for the children to communicate with each other in Spanish?
1: At the
2: beginning, so at the beginning when they were babies, uh, we would meet up at in pubs, pubs or 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 cafes because it was more about us, the moms, chatting. So the kids didn't really move very much. It didn't do much. So it was it was, and also when we were just like you know four or five of us, it was easy. But now it's like for the for the one on this week we we have like. Fifteen families coming to it, so it is, and the kids are bigger, and and so we ended up. What we ended up doing is we rent space. So like when you rent a space for a birthday party, we ha- we have. Um, so in the winter, we we are we rent the space in a church. So there's this church near my house that have like different halls that you can that you can um, rent. So we, we rent the space. It feels like a cafe because there's a kitchen. And a lovely kind of open space that the kids can run around with. Um, parents, it, like all of us, col- collaborate, and we all bring toys for the kids. So, we you know, I bring Miranda's toys. Other parents bring like their kids' toys, so they all have stuff to look and to play with. Um, so it ha- it has it has varied and it has changed. In in summer, we rent a space which is which is great, which is an, actually a nursery that um in the weekends you can rent it out to like for birthday parties and stuff so we rent it out it has a huge playground because we could we we did a couple of them in a park but then it was a bit stressful for the parents because you know kids would just run around and there were other people other other people and dogs and people barbecuing and other stuff going around that then you're not really enjoying the moment just looking yelling after your kid and running after your kid so we look for spaces that are closed. So what we do for um, for the monthly get-togethers is each family contributes twenty pounds. So and that twenty pounds, those twenty pounds goes to um, paying for the space and then paying for the activity and any type of like food or drinks that we want that we want to have.
0: That's great. And, and those little, those little details are that I asked you because I think I, I would love to do something like that. <laughs> and I'm thinking, how does she pick a space? And, and, you know, where would you do this? Where, and, and also, when you're thinking about children, um, using a minority language, if you go to a public space, you know, there are going to be other children there that are not there for that goal, right? So you want to make sure that you keep it, I mean, not exclusively not excluding people, but you want to have it relatively self-contained so that you can control a little bit the language environment. I have found that with Soe that whenever she ends up speaking Spanish with other children, it's usually because everyone in the group is speaking Spanish. If you see one English speaker or another language come in, then they start speaking English immediately. <laughs> Obviously, it just switches and and I mean I think that 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 is sort of like a little bit of the challenging part right
2: uh yes exactly that I think it, I, I didn't again I didn't really do it on purpose it was more like the need of the group that pushed us towards towards renting this th- these spaces but it does feel like our bubble it does feel like the Mokwe Baba bubble and the kids feel it as well like now they know that, you know, they're going to Moki you know, and, and it does, I think it does, it does something to their brain, like they know they're going in there to speak Spanish. Also, the renting the same space over and over again, gives the kids um, comfort, like they go in there, they know the space already, so they already kind of know where things are, what to do, so as a parent, you don't need to like be on top of them all the time because they already know everything they feel comfortable in the place they know they, they know the kids they know, they know the other parents, so they're you know like, you know that the beginning kids can be like a bit shy and they they take a bit of time to warm up to things. It doesn't really happen mokuwaba because they've kind of already been doing it most of their lives, so they just go in and they and they just have fun uh, we did change things up um from from last month, so now we have because they're older. We have more like organized activities, so we had one of the moms um, teach us how to make piñatas. So the kids were like a bit like, "Whoa, what's going on? What's going on today?" Because we know it was it was more like we had tables set up, we had stuff, you know, we had stuff like can you need to sit and learn. So they were like, "Wait, this is different." You can feel that they were a bit like we're b- trying to break free and go and do what we always do, which is just like them running around and playing together. But it, but it, was fun, you know. Like it was fun, and then they, they they talked about the piñatas for like days after, and um and yeah. And tomorrow and Saturday we're gonna have a Spanish teacher come in and and do a bunch of activities about emotions. Um, so we're trying. we I like I like to try different things. I like to kind of because this is something that we are creating. We just like, let us just try different things and see what works. And also it grows with the, with the kids, right? Before there was no point in doing activities because their attention span was like two seconds. And so it's much, it's much more of like, let's read a book, um, let's put some music on, let's kind of play and interact with them. But now I think they need a bit more, something extra, especially to reinforce Spanish because now most of them are going to nursery and we are feeling like the English is becoming more dominant. So now we do want to kind of get them to, con- like consciously now we're trying to get them to learn more vocabulary, but always in a fun way where they just play and have fun. Because we don't want Mokiwaba to become like a Sunday school for them. It's, it's still about a party, it's still about having fun together.
1: Something else that you do, that we absolutely love is uh, la biblioteca con patas which translates to something like the library with legs again it
2: started from a need that that i felt we i had my had in my family which is um we live in london kids books in spanish like there's no it's not like in the u.s that i think you guys have like in your in your libraries you have sections with spanish books or even if you go into bookstores you have a Nice little section with Spanish books in London. It doesn't exist, so if you want to get books in Spanish, you go into like Amazon. And uh, first, they're really hard to um, to kind of to find quality ones, to find like really good ones, not just like the tiger that came to tea in Spanish or stuff that's you know the typical English books but translated. And they're also expensive. Um, so I was like, why don't we just I wanted to create something for the for the community but also something that will be easier to manage cuz first like oh first of all the first idea was let's create a, a Mokiwawa library then I'm like where are we going to have a like what's going to be the system we're going to have all these books like in all these different houses they're going to get lost and we're going to lose the books in like 2 minutes so I thought of la biblioteca con patas which is it's pretty much a backpack and a- any family that wants to participate um, uh, has to add a book in, just so the add a book in Spanish. In there could be a new book or a book that's been, that you know they had in their house or used book. And so, so what happens next is that La Biblioteca con Patas, this this um, backpack, goes from house to house and it stays one month in each house. And then, so the family has I don't know how many books. Now we have two bibliotecas compatas because we love it so much. There are two of them. I don't know, maybe like twelve books in each biblioteca compatas because I've added like three books. Other families have added like four books, um, and it's really, it's really great because first of all, they're all in there. So we, what we do is, is in each get together, we swap it. So we give it, we we rotate it. So there's a point where we meet and we hand it we hand it to each other so we don't have to you know kind of make an effort to meet up in a certain time or center place to kind of exchange it and so it's act that in that sense it's quite practical I know so the kids love it because it's like this this thing that's coming to their house and it, it's actually special like they love it when, when the biblioteca Compatas comes to their house and they open in their books in there and it's I I don't know I wasn't expecting it to be so magical for that but they do really and the parents it's really nice the parents send me photos of the kid with the opening it and it's just really really nice
0: yeah I love that because it is kind of um I see I'm not sure what bag you you're using now but I see in your in your group you have a link to a google drive with um a photo of what it looks like it has little googly eyes and stickers and the bag is very cute
2: exactly so we i spent um too much time <laughs> looking for, for the bag to be honest i should have just gotten you know like an old um uh east pack thing from from amazon but no i spent a lot of time looking for this bag first first i wanted to do a suitcase i wanted to be a suitcase because it was like a traveling. Um, bookshelf, right? So, oh, let's do a suitcase. But then Bea, Bea which is what the what, their loyal mom, was like, that's just going to be a pain in the butt because it's like, we're going to have to carry this suitcase around. It's going to be heavy. Like, it's just, it's not practical. So I'm like, yeah, that's right. Thank you for breaking my dreams. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, and then, and then I'm like, okay, backpack sounds like a great idea because it's, e- like it's easy because, you know, you know, when you're with the kid, you're with the pram, you're with the buggy, whatever, you can just put back on your back and you carry it on. So I found this uh, mom. She's Swedish, I think. Swedish, Japanese? Not sure. She makes these bags, and they're inspired in old Japanese school bags. And they're really cool. They're like, they're really, really cool. And she has this, this stall in a market near, near where I live. And I went to see her and I told her about the idea. And because she is raising bilingual kids as well, she loved the idea. And she and she gave me a discount for it and gave me a shout out in her Instagram um, page as well. So I got this really cool bag and then I made a badge, special badge for the first one with Mok- the logo with Moku in it on it again spent a lot of money (laughs) on the the badge on one badge um and then got the googly eyes one like i just yeah i just wanted to make it wanted to give it a personality and wanted to make it fun and then when we got the second one again i went i went back to her because i do i quite like the idea of it being like a little family of bibliotecas compatas so um and again i did the whole gotten other like um badges and and things to stick on it and yeah it's really nice it's just like they're sturdy they're big um they do feel special like when when you see them they do feel like it's something special which is something i i i yeah i like
0: <laughs> it, it is kind of an integral integral part when you're doing something with children to sort of make it look really special like something that wants to be unwrapped that's kind of like um it adds to the excitement. And and I noticed that in your project description, you say that after the books have been read by all, that you donate them to public libraries. So we
2: haven't, we haven't done that yet. Uh, we, we, what we've done, we're doing, we just keep adding books to it. Um, and I think now it's gonna, it's, it, it has reached a point where they're too heavy now to carry around. So I think we do need to take some out. And um ideally we will donate them but it would be nice I think it would be really nice if we could actually donate them to a library and end up having like this moquibaba Spanish section that we build together it would be really nice but we haven't done it yet
1: we we like Monica mentioned at the beginning we wanted to this to be practical and maybe inspire other people in other communities to do something similar and you've talked a lot about kind of how you run things but do you have any tips or advice that you would give someone now looking back um who wanted to start something even if just a simple play group or, or something like that
2: it's just uh, don't be dis- don't be i think disappointed if it doesn't you know it's not if it's not 100 successful it's not or if it's not what you if it's not what you have in mind right away like with mochi baba i, I would never expected it to become what it is today, and to be to make such a um, impact in our lives, I think. Um, try. I think the maybe the best advice is to m- create it in in a platform or in a space that is, is easy for you. Like for example, for me, it was, it was Facebook um, when I created the Facebook um, group. It was easy. It was very easy to organize. It was very easy to talk to everyone at the same time. To, you know, kind of put the, the meetups into the calendar. So that that really helped me. But then, for example, one of the moms said, "Let's open a WhatsApp group as well." And the WhatsApp group has become amazing because we were constantly talking in the WhatsApp group. So that I think that's what helped make the friendships. Um, stronger because we're always we're always in there chatting about you know like stuff about kids or about like maternity anything we, we just talk about everything in there and that has really helped with um with the connection i think um it is i do feel like it's good to have one or two people to lead it um because everyone has busy lives everyone um so if, if you if if so it's just good to have one or two people who are you know kind of setting the dates and taking in all the information and making at the end of the day making some decisions Uh, because then I feel like if not things might not happen like you need someone to find the place like to to decide on the place to decide maybe on a on a a theme and it it, sometimes it it, that it did make me feel a bit uncomfortable sometimes because I felt like um, I was being a bit dictator dictatorship like about it like no, we're doing this, and we're doing that and then i'm like i I kept reminding myself that this is not all about me or this is not just for me. this is like I need to take into consideration other people's not feelings but just like needs and wants so i I do talk to a group a lot about like i do um sometimes I do surveys like like when we started charging for for the monthly meetups, I did ask people like, "How much are you willing to pay for this?" I so thought it was like from ten pounds to I don't know what, like thirty pounds, and this is for the whole like the whole family, right? And then the most popular answer was twenty pounds, so that's what that's how we decided on how much we would charge for it. Um, so I do ask I do ask a lot of questions, but I think you do need a leader, um, and you do need some time. To spare, to dedicate to it. I think. I think, especially at the beginning, you you are you are nervous and you don't really know what the hell you're doing. Like when I first started um, organizing the monthly meetups, the first two, I didn't sleep the night the night before thinking about them, thinking like, did I get the the right amount of food? Did I get um, like the stuff that everyone stuff that at least most people were gonna like? Um, and then, and then it's just very easy because then you just kind of know what to get, and 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 then you don't even really think about it that much. Late, like when 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 you do, I don't know, four of them. They're just really easy because you kind of know the space that you, you're gonna you're gonna do it in. Um, you decide if you want to do decorations or you don't want to do any decorations. I would have I made a mistake of decorating the space for each each thing. So we had like. Halloween decorations and Christmas decorations. And I don't think they're worth it because it's, it's on. So the, our meetups are like three hours long. And I would spend an hour before the meetups decorating the space. We're like two, you know, one or two moms will always come and help me. And, and my husband will also come and help me. We would spend all this time decorating the space. And people don't really care. They're just there to have a good time. Kids are playing. And, you know, just you've spent a bit of money on these decorations and time that putting them up and then cleaning it up. I don't think they're, I don't think they're necessarily, like we stopped doing decorations, mainly also because of the waste. Like we we made a conscious decision to try to reduce waste in our get together. So we cut, cut down on decorations and it really didn't, didn't matter. Like it, people didn't notice that we, <laughs> it didn't matter. We had them, or not. Um, so I think just make it as easier as possible for yourself. What people, what people are there for, is just to have a good time for the kids to have fun. Um, a lot of the other stuff doesn't matter. I think it it was my Latin American slash Spanish upbringing that was, you know, like in Venezuela, like when we make, when do parties, you know, they're all, everything needs to be perfect and the decoration needs to be amazing and everything needs to be incredible and it needs to Yes, and it needs to feel like the most magical three hours of your life. And no, it doesn't matter. You know, it, no, pe- it, that, that doesn't matter. People just, just want to get together, you know, drink a beer, kids play and run around, have some music on, and that's it. Like, that's really it.
0: As we said at the start of the show... We recorded this episode before a global pandemic changed the way we can interact with each other. We asked Joanna to report back on how the group dynamic has changed. Here's what she wrote. Well, the truth is that most of us are communicating through the Moko Ibaba WhatsApp group. The nice thing is that we are all offering help. For example, shopping online at supermarkets is very difficult. There are almost no slots left for them to send food home, so the families who have managed to get slots are offering to buy for the others. We are also talking about exchanging stories and toys to keep children entertained, especially those of us who are neighbors. There is a lot of support in the group, and although we can't see each other face-to-face, we feel less alone. Today, for example, we made a video call between several members. On Thursday, we are going to do another one to sing happy birthday to one of the children who is missing out on their birthday party. Monthly meetings are currently suspended. We have also talked about sharing childcare when schools and nurseries close. For example, there are several mothers who have offered to take care of my daughter if the nursery is closed and we have to continue working. I think the group is generally scared, but also calm, because we know we have each other.
1: A huge thank you to Joanna for sharing her experience launching Moco Ibaba. We hope it inspires some of you to start groups in your communities. You can follow Joanna on Instagram at Moco Ibaba. If you live in the UK or Europe, also check out her new bookstore at CuentameloBooks.com let's continue
0: the conversation on Facebook or Instagram. Follow us at Dos Podcast. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at entredospodcast.com forward slash newsletter.
1: Thank you for listening. If you love what we do, please share our podcast with your friends or leave us a review. Hasta la próxima. Nos vemos.